Hello, and welcome back to Inside Picard, episode 8 from the creators eight. of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast. My name is Matt. I'm Sean. And I'm Min Win. And we are here to recap episode 8 of Star Trek Picard, Broken Pieces. How's it going, oh. you guys? What's going on? Doing well. It's awesome. Yeah. We've only got two more of these episodes apart from eight, right? Yeah. It's eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine, ten. Yeah, and and this one, I I liked this one a lot. Oh, Sean. It, I, this one, they moved a lot of story. It yeah. was really, really good. It's, it's, it's such an example of how TV works these days. Like these sort these like short seasons, TV shows. Every show is movies. like now, where the first four episodes are kind of slow, and then five and six and seven, it starts to pick up, and then eight, nine, and ten are just like a rush to the finish. Yep. Like you can just tell that they're they're like, okay, here we go. And I wish that they would spend a little more time. I wish they would spread this shit out a little bit more, but <laughs> that's not how sure. they do it on television. Yeah, and but the other thing is, like, these are the these are the times when the shit that they did before start to pay off, and that's we did the enjoyable get, part. We did get quite a bit of payoff, yeah. in this episode, in terms of oh. uh, people learning things and people finally figuring shit out, and uh, a lot of that. Min has uh, muted himself for some reason. Min muted I'm himself. Eating. Oh, he's back. What are you eating, Min? Sandwich. Uh, Mediterranean veg- vegetarian sandwich. It's good. So what's mm-hmm. let's let me let me grilled is, vegetables, tomatoes, hummus. I'm trying to imagine. roll. Explain this. Yeah, define yeah. the sandwich to me, Min. Uh, some roasted veggies, some tomatoes, like you said, uh, roasted squash, like uh, roasted uh, eggplant. Yes, uh-huh. yes. Uh, Sounds um, good. Maybe some some uh, mushrooms in there, roasted mushrooms. Any, uh, any arugula, leafy vegetables. Kale. Yeah, arugula. arugula. I love arugula. You know, I'm I'm really uh, turning on to arugula nowadays, and uh, some some pickled onions, which really nice. That's a nice zing to it. <clears throat> Everybody loves arugula. Insert, Have you tried to the, insert the jingle? <laughs> oh, don't do it, Jake. Everybody you don't loves have to do arugula. It, <laughs> that was hysterical in season episode six. I laughed my ass off so much. Yeah. Everybody, yeah. Everybody loves Rafi. Rafi. <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have yeah. a doing great work, Jacob. Doing great. I'm work. not just saying that he's great because <laughs> he's, he's listening. technically listening to this. Right? <laughs> As we're oh, wow. recording this, uh, we are currently uh, experiencing the coronavirus oh. lockdown or whatever you want to call it. Social distance is what they're yes. calling. How has that affected? It has not affected my life at all because <laughs> I, am, I am unemployed. So I'm home all the time. <laughs> You're already socially distanced. I'm socially distanced um, by definition. Yeah. Has it affected well, there, of your lives in any way? Sean, have any of the like my, soccer games or anything all, like that? All canceled? sports. Oh, that's a good all sports have been canceled through the end of March. Oh Today, my, God. my kids' school is closed now till the end of March. Oh, so yes. the kids are home. Oh. So who's watching the kids? 
Uh, it's going to be a cavalcade of people. <laughs> uh-huh. I think my in-laws are going to take the brunt of it. I'm hoping to be able to maybe work part-time for the next few weeks if the job will let me. I mean, your job is mostly talking on the phone to people, right? You could right. work from... Exactly, and emailing and things like that. I, I can I I work from home, so I'm hoping that that's going to be an option. They're, they're going How to let me know. How long are on. your kids off from school from? For? At this point in time, officially through the end of March. So oh, my God. Happen. Wow. And today is your Friday. Kids- today is Friday, March 13th. So we're talking like mm-hmm. three, two weeks. Oh, my God. Your kids are like having the time in their lives right now. Uh, yeah, except that they're going to have to do virtual school. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, they're pretty excited about it. I was like, you guys, at day two, you're going to be wishing for school again. (laughs) Yeah, they're going to get bored pretty quick, I would imagine. Because your kids are very active. active. Like, if I was, if it had been me when I was a kid, you know, I was a, a bookish kid. So, and I was an only child. So I was used to being alone a lot of the time anyway so i would have been pretty happy to just sort of hang out and read books and with for a couple of weeks but your kids are a lot more energetic than i was so Mm -hmm. i can imagine that that's going to be a little frustrating (laughs) for that right yeah but we're not here to talk about the future we're here to talk about inside because here to talk about episode eight of Star Trek Picard, Broken Pieces. Let's drag this train back onto the track. Right. <laughs> Written by Michael Shabon, directed by Maja or Maha. I don't know how to pronounce her first. Maya. Maya. Maya Vervilo. Uh, Min, how does every episode of this television show begin? Mm, dream flash. Flash dream. Flash dream. It's right. It's a flash dream. Flashback. Flashback. Uh, This flashback is full of information. Yeah, this is. There's a lot going on in this flashback. So we're on a weird planet, um, and there you see a bunch of uh, Romulan women standing around in a circle. And they're standing oh, around look. this, they're standing around this sort of like uh, circular thing in the middle. And they're all standing yeah. around it. Sort there's, of like, lighted light there's like 10 of, of them. Yeah, there's light coming out of it. And someone else is sort of walking around yes. talking to these women. And she tells them, you, you have chosen this like sacred path and... We are the Jat Vash. Remember the Jat Vash, man? Yeah, those nuns, those badass nuns. No, no, right? no, 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 no. no. Those, those, are the, lot. those are the co-op. Oh, God damn it. Jot you Vash. failed at that. <laughs> damn it. There are too many secrets to say. The super the secret, not- double secret. Oh, that's the double secret that you yeah, want. Not the Tal Vash. Not the Tal Shar. I'm losing it. I'm all over the place. God damn it, man. Keep up. You were do- you've been doing so well for eight weeks now. <laughs> Don't lose where the I fall apart. Don't lose it right at the Started end. Started drinking wine and it all fell apart. <laughs> yeah. Don't fall apart at the end. I'm Go sorry. back to beer. You were doing okay. so much better. Oh, what? So anyway, she's talking to these women and she's like, look, 
I'm about to show you something. And they call it the admonition, the admonition. She's like, you're going to, I'm going to show you something and it's going to drive some of you insane. But those of you who survive will become members of the Jat Vash. And you, the survivors, will join the Jat Vash. And together, we are going to save the universe. Wow. From the synthetics. And we see, as she's delivering this sort of monologue, we see that two of the people in the group, one of them is Nerissa, who is the evil Romulan sister, the sister. of yeah. uh, Narek. Yep. And the other one, and this is a callback from a few episodes ago, is Ramda. Ramda was the Romulan who was on the Borg cube who got deborgified, yeah. but had kind of gone insane. So, Min, there was a scene where Soji and Hugh went to see the Romulans in their, like, the insane asylum cell. It was, it was the one flew over the cuckoo's nest scene. Yes. They, go, they went into this cell, and there were a bunch of Romulans, and they were all acting weird. And Soji went over and talked to this one Romulan named Ramda, who had the tarot cards, who was sort of, like, saying weird, like, predicting the future type shit. And we see in this scene that Ramda is one of the women who is standing in this circle along with Nerissa and the others. Then we see that the woman who is delivering this monologue, who is telling them what's about to happen. Can you guess who that might be? It's somebody we know. The character has been introduced. It's not the nun, no. Oh, it's Picard's helper back at the vineyard? No. No. No, no. It's not Laris. More evil than that. Commander O. There you go. Commodore O. Yay. So remember there had been some speculation about whether Commodore O was Vulcan or Romulan. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and last week when we talked in episode seven, I said I, we were talking about whether she must. I said she must be Vulcan because Vulcans mind can meld. mind, she mind melds with Gerardi. And mm-hmm. and we didn't know if Romulans were able to mind meld or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we see that it's Commodore O, and she's been the one telling these women, "You're about to have a vision," and. It's going to drive some of you crazy, and the rest of you will become the Jat Vaj. So all of these women turn around. They've been facing away from this circle. They Mm. turn around, and now they're facing inward into the circle. And they put their hands on the railing of this glowing circle. And as soon as they put their hands on it, they have visions, horrific visions. Similar to the one that Commodore O made Gerardi see when she mind-melded with her. Exactly. Mm. They see planets being destroyed. They see synthetics, you know, causing all kinds of chaos. Mm. It's this horrifying vision. And when the vision is over, all of the women, well, not all, most of the women in the circle immediately Kill themselves. Kill themselves. <laughs> like, 
One ah. pulls out a phaser and just blasts Shoots herself in the head. People are like gouging their eyes out and scratching their face off. Like, oh, geez. They're all gone nuts, except for. It's gross. Like, Marissa. it's really like one girl, like, bashes her head against a rock. Yeah. Like, it's very. The, these visions have driven these women suicidally insane. Wow, these visions must have been like really like connected to 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 them, you know? Because I I've I've seen uh, well I haven't seen it, but I've heard about like Goatsy and like two two girls one cup, and I, I know people have seen that, but they haven't killed themselves over that. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been worse than that, right? It's worse than that, man. It's, it's way worse, worse than that. Worse than Goatsy. I don't know. Goatsy sounds horrible. Goatsy sounds like the worst thing you could ever want to see. It's imagine <laughs> it's even too girl. I can't. I can't imagine something worse than that. It's ugh. oh my god. Have you seen that video where Kermit watches two yeah, girls? Yeah, yeah. So funny. <laughs> okay, so it's worse than that. Man. No, it's yeah, so okay. bad. It's Imagine so bad that it's the worst thing them. you've seen on the internet. <laughs> then multiply it by ten. Because they're not just seeing it, man. They're they're experiencing it. Yeah. They're yeah. feeling like it's it. happening to them right then and there. Yeah. So they all kill themselves. There's only two left to survive one of them is narissa our evil romulan sister she's fine and she's fine and commodore o is like you're the one you i knew that a couple of (laughs) you might survive and it turns out it's you and then they're like oh wait somebody else survived and it's ramda the the romulan from the board cube mm-hmm. and they go over to, but she's gone she has not killed herself but she's, but she's, a, she's gone still got crazy deeply oh, insane yeah. she's like pulling her own hair out like she's gone crazy but they're like well she lived too so i guess she gets to come along <laughs> uh did i miss anything in that in that does she does, does she life. call her Aunt oh that yeah, she does. She calls her, she calls her auntie. So, so Ramda, Narissa, their aunt. Yeah, Narissa goes over to Ramda and says, and calls her auntie and says, "We're gonna get, we're gonna get you out of here. You're coming with us." Do you think that was a term of endearment, or was that? Are they? You'll find like, out. Oh, bum, 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 bum. So then it cuts to the board cube. Yep, and it's. She's it's now Narissa with Ramda there. Ramda's in like a hospital bed in a coma of some kind. And she's sort of talking to her and saying, you used to, you were crazy before. I, you were always crazy. Turning you into a Borg didn't turn you crazy. She's trying to reconnect with Ramda. Well, she's saying goodbye, essentially. Uh-huh. I mean. What she, yeah. So the last time we saw Ramda in, in the present timeline was when she went crazy in the insane asylum Mm -hmm. and tried to kill herself and Soji stopped her. So now she's in some kind of weird coma or whatever. Sean was right. And Mm -hmm. Narissa is doing a lot of exposition, heavy lifting in this (laughs) scene. Cause she's literally like, she's literally like staring at an unconscious woman (laughs) <laughs> delivering a monologue yeah. and she's like 
you should never have adopted us when Narek and my parents were killed. So you're like, okay, that's why she calls her aunt. Uh, Got it. Mm. And so she's like, uh, you were always crazy and, and seeing the visions of the future just made you even more crazy. And somehow you're so crazy that you managed to kill this entire board cube. Cause she's like, your despair broke this Borg cube. She's like, they never should have assimilated you because they didn't know what they were getting when they assimilated you. She was like, they're virus. Yeah. It's like, it's like she was so crazy Mm. that she caused all the Borg to just fucking like malfunction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she, and then she, uh, Nerissa gets a, a, a beeper on her beep and she's like, um, did you find Elnor? Because the last the time we saw he Elnor... Calls, she calls him the freak. Yeah. Oh. The last time we saw Elnor, he was murdering motherfucker Romulans yeah. on the board. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And he had pushed that little... He had pushed that little button to call the Fenris so, Rangers. Yeah, the Fenris Which Rangers. I've now figured out why... Where he is and why that... Why he, that was there. Because last week when we talked, I was like... Where did that little thing even come from? Mm-hmm. Did you figure it out, Sean? No, no. He's in Hugh's office because he was hiding under a desk the last right. time I am. And then this week, when Narista talks to her dudes, they're like, he's hiding in the former director's office, which is Hugh's old office. Right, mm-hmm. right. So Seven gave that beeper to Hugh. It's oh, Hugh's okay. beeper that Elnor uses. Yeah. Okay. All of which is why when she shows up, spoiler alert, man, she, she says, she shows up Hugh? like, where's Hugh? Mm-hmm. So Elnor, they're like, we've tracked him to the, to Hugh's office. And she's like, well, let's go kill him. So a bunch of Romulans come in. They throw a like flash bomb in to like blind him but even blinded elnor is a badass badass. like he's still kind of kicking their asses even though he's blind zatoichi the blind swordsman but eventually yeah it is a little bit like that they overwhelm him him because there's just too many of them Mm -hmm. and they they sort of get him down on the floor and they handcuff him (sighs) and then they rip his shirt off and then yeah okay you and i are on the same page <laughs> you and right. I, man. Yeah. Come on, guys. Sure, you're not a little bit gay. Like, <laughs> let's revisit that at some other point in time. Okay, we can talk about it on we Sunday. About that off <laughs> I'm not gonna forget. Okay. Oh God, I'm gonna really have to bring a lot of weed. <laughs> oh my. You think you're gonna make me forget? <laughs> you think you're gonna make me get so high that I forget? Possibly. Possibly. That's the theory. I think. I, I've thought it for about 20 years, so you're going to need a lot of weed. <laughs> okay. I like to see that much weed. Let's do it. Party on Sunday. Bring it all, man. <laughs> anyway, they lock, they get Elnor down onto the ground and they handcuff him, and you're like, uh oh, Elnor's in trouble. But then, pew, 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 pew. Uh, they all get phasered, and Seven of Nine comes in because she's gotten the message. From the from the beeper, here comes seven of nine blowing up motherfuckers, <laughs> just like she was the last time we saw her when she was in the bar. 
Bye bye. She comes in. She kills all the evil Romulans. She looks at Elnor, and she's like, "Where's Hugh?" Because he pushed Hugh's like "Come save me" button. Uh-huh. And he and Elnor's just Elnor just like hugs, hugs her. her. Like he's so happy to see her. <laughs> he just grabs her and hugs her. How great is Elnor, Sean? He's so good. So isn't good. he? the most lovable yep, I elf yep. you've ever met yep. in your entire life. I love it. Like, he's so sweet and badass and yeah, he's great. Oh, I love it. Now I, I want to watch it. it. He, is, <laughs> he is genuine and sweet and kind. I will and say and slice your head off. I mean, he's perfect. The, 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 <laughs> I'm not totally sold on any of the bad guys yet. Mm. Like Nerissa uh, character development, mm. I don't think is all that there. But the development of most of the good guys are great. Like mm. Elnor is great, Captain Rios is great, Rafi yeah. is great. I want, I want Elnor. I, I'm really hoping that as we as we go into season two of this show, the adventures want, of John want, Luke and Elnor. Well, I want <laughs> Elnor to stick around. Yeah. I want Rios yes. to stick around. Uh, I want Rafi to stick around. I'm okay if Gerardi's storyline kind of wraps up. She's fine. I like her a lot, and I love Allison Pill as an actress. Right. But I, I feel like her storyline is is done. So connected to this, uh, yeah, 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 that but they might they'll wrap her up. Like right. Jacob's going to be so sad. I think yeah. uh, they should next season should just be you know John Luke Rafi Rios and Elnor um, going around the galaxy like the Galaxy Eighteen. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch that show. So Seven goes, "What the hell is even happening on this?" She's like, "Where's Hugh?" And he hugs her, and he's like, "I'm so happy to see her." And she's like, "Fine, fine. What is going on on this cube?" And then they go to credits, right? That's the yep, opening. Yeah, that's the opening credits. Yep. yep. Uh, they come back from the opening credits, and it's Picard and Soji are on the transporter. They've been beamed up from Nepente, where they were hanging out with Riker and Troy. And as soon as Re- Captain Rios sees Soji, he, like, freaks out yeah he's like like he's like he recognizes her and he's he goes not almost catatonic like yeah everything slows down and like, like he, he can't like the volume of everybody speaking is really low like he's totally like just lost it when he sees her it's completely freaked her out and picard's like hey uh, hey <laughs> we're going here we gotta go hey. we gotta go it's like hey Picard is not paying attention because Picard should have been like, um, what's that all about? But instead he's just like, Hey, pay attention to me. And he's like, I need you to set up a connection to Starfleet because we're in over our heads. We need to talk to Starfleet command. And finally, he kind of snaps Rios out of it. And he's like, look, I need to talk to Starfleet and I need you to get us to deep space 12. Well, he, yeah, basically, yeah. I never thought about there being other deep spaces, but it makes a lot of sense. Huh. <laughs> you think they started with nine? Started no, with nine. I, 
I don't know. I never even thought about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Deep Space Nine. They started, they started and finished with Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, they said, yeah. let's make a space station and call it Deep Space Nine. Well, there was Deep. Apollo 13. Yeah, well, there were 12 more before it, too. Before that, man. You're right. It makes a lot of sense. Apollo 11? <laughs> the one that actually landed so, on the moon? So many more before that. <laughs> Deep Space 12. Yeah. yeah. Deep Space 12. They're going to Deep Space 12. Yeah. And so right. Rafi, so Rios is like freaked out and he's, he's like, like, all right. That is, of course, like, Deep fine. Space 12. Like, fine. I'll get, you to, I'll get you to Deep Space 12. And then fine. I'm done. After, after I get you there, I'm out. This is another everybody hates Picard moment. Jake, put the jingle in. Everybody hates John Luke Picard. <laughs> because first Rios is all like weird and creepy and it's just like, fine. And then he walks out. And then Picard tries to introduce Soji to Rafi and Rafi is not having it. Because like- Rafi is just like, um, first of all, a lot's happened while yeah. you were down hanging out eating pizza with your friends. <laughs> like, first Homemade, of all, you were chased by a Romulan. Then it turned out that your pet, your buddy, uh, Dr. Gerard, um, was a spy, and she's the reason that they were able to track us all this way. And she's in a coma. And, and she I don't, killed Maddox. I don't, I don't, and she killed Bruce Maddox. But and they don't know that. They figured it out. Well, <gasps> Picard, Picard was talking to Riker and Troy, and they figured it oh, out. Oh, wow. And she's like, and, by the way, I don't trust this new person you've brought on to the ship. Because so far, every single person you've brought onto this ship has been a fucking nightmare. Like, not good choices so far. JL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a gun on pot it. calling the kettle black there a little bit. Well, yeah, because she's a whole mess too. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she pulls a gun. Riker stand, uh not Riker, Picard stands in front of Soji and Soji. is like, mm-hmm. if you're going to kill her, you have to kill me too. Rafi puts the gun down. Picard's like, look, I don't know what's going on, but we'll figure it out. I'm going to take this one to a I'm room. Gonna take this girl and find her a place to like sleep. And then we'll talk. Wow. What a sort of like a pot that's been stirred up there. Yeah. This really. is a, this is an excellent episode, right, Sean? Don't you? Do, yes, don't you? Absolutely. Yep. Great episode. Riveting. Like I stopped about uh, my notes are going to get real sparse at the end because <laughs> I stopped writing. You were just so into just, it. I was watching the show so much. Oh, that's a good <laughs> so, sign. Yep. I was not able to watch it last night because usually what I've been doing is watching it on Thursday and then watching it again on Friday so that I can take my notes on Friday to do this show. I wasn't able to do that last night. So I watched it twice today in a row. I just, I watched it and then I watched it again. Mm -hmm. And then the second time I took my notes notes. and It was actually great because it turns out if you watch a show and then watch it immediately again on CBS All Access, they don't make you watch the commercials the second time. I was like, oh, I don't have to watch the commercials this time. This is great. So my notes now say 
EMH Rafi Picard. Yeah, so they're, they, oh, they they're standing around. Gerardi's in a coma because she took the the thing to get rid of the thing. Mm-hmm, the tractor. Rafi says to Picard, we know that she had a tracker in her. And Picard's like, how do you know? And what do you mean we? And then mm. we cut to sick bay, and the hologram is there that I we know. saw Gerardi turn off when she was killing yeah. Maddox. Maddox. And he's telling Picard, Bruce you know, Maddox was not like he he was yeah. not at all. she turned off the machine that was he saving off. him he could have he's been like, saved yeah he's like he could have survived she turned me off and then she turned off the life support the life it support. was it was flat out murder there's no getting around it and the card's like well i don't know i don't have an explanation for this but i think that she's a good person and rafi's like you think she's a good person? What the fuck? <laughs> like, we just proved to you that she killed Bruce Maddox. Like, mm. the guard's like, well, she's been under a lot of stress. And Robbie, <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> it does sound a little apologist, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, Rafi leaves. Rafi's like, I'm going to go talk to Rios because mm-hmm. I can't yeah. talk to him. And mm-hmm. then Picard's like, well, I have to talk to Starfleet because. That's I need their help. So we cut to a scene of Picard in his chateau hologram, right? And he's sitting behind his little desk, and it looks like they're in France. And he's talking to the head of Starfleet, Admiral Clancy. That we met earlier, who told him that he had the fucking hubris. The fucking hubris, right? Mm. From way back in, like, season episode two. To, when he uh, when he first went to Starfleet to ask for help, he had this ship, scene yeah. with the admiral and who told him to fuck off. <laughs> so it's the same actress, but now they're talking via hologram. So yep. they're it looked like they're together in the room, and he's telling her he's a little bit smug because he's a little bit like. Hey, it turns out I was right. I was there right. Is, I told you that there was Romulans. They were doing something synthetics. And yeah, he's like, I need you to send, I need help. You need to send a, a battalion of, of, you know, ships to Deep Space 12. And we need to go find this planet and protect these synthetics. And she's like, well, she's, Sort of hymns and haws, and then he's like, "No, no, we got to do this. These are people." And she's like, "Shut up! I'm sending the fucking ships." <laughs> Finally, and then she's like, "I'm out." Uh, and then he like she sort keeps, of does a little happy dance. She keeps trying to. He he's delivering a very Picardy monologue, and she keeps trying to interrupt him to tell <laughs> him. Okay. Yes, we we've agreed. Yes, going, we're sending you the ships, but every time she tries to interrupt him, he like slaps her back down and is like, "No, no, Admiral Clancy, you must listen to me. We have to I go." I will be heard. And she's like, "Um, Jean Luc," and he's like, "No, no, goddammit, you're gonna sit there and listen to me." And finally, she gets sick of it, and she's like, "Uh, listen, Admiral Picard." With all due respect, 
shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> that's her actual line. I kept yep. track of how really. I kept track of how many f bombs there are in they this. They dropped episode. the f bomb. Yeah. Oh, they've yeah, done yeah. times already. There are three in this episode alone. Wow! But she tells Dude. him because she, she's the one who calls it. Tells him you have fucking hubris coming in here and trying to talk yeah. way back in the episode too. Anyway, she, it's a funny little scene because she's just like. We get it. <laughs> yeah, you're on. We're on the same side here. We're sending the ships. We don't need to have this conversation anymore. And then she's like, "Fine, I just I can't talk to you anymore." Clancy <laughs> out, and she's just like, you know, beams out or whatever. <laughs> she's she's so annoying. He does a little. He does a little happy dance. Card does a cheer. One. Yeah, it's funny. I love her personality. She's sort of like rough and tumble. Like, you know, like she's one of the boys. She's, she's heard it all. She's, she's ready. Great, to... She's a great character. And mm. she's clearly one of the good guys, you mm. know, oh, sure. because there's this whole like conspiracy, Starfleet conspiracy thing going on. Yeah. You, you have to wonder who are the good ones and who are the not good right, ones. Right. And well, you... we've already had one double cross with Gerardi. Yeah. So you're expecting more and, I think that you can. Well, I don't tell, like the double cross. I think you can you tell. Paranoid as a watcher. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like double crosses, but uh, it's inevitable, Sean. Or you don't like that. I don't because it makes me nervous because I never know who to trust when I'm watching the show. Did you ever watch Twenty Four with uh, Nick no. Kiefer Sutherland? Oh know. yeah, you would have hated that. Oh, you should never ever watch. <laughs> never ever. Watch Alias. Oh, I was <laughs> Alias drove me nuts. I watched that whole series. It drove me nuts because it was like every single constant, person on that show changed their minds about yeah. which side yeah. they were on. Constantly. It was constant. Yeah. Mm. No, it drove me nuts. Anyway, it seems like Admiral Clancy. I agree. I agree. I agree. Despite her I, problems uh, with Picard. It seems no, he like said in the first, he's trying to do the right thing. In the first time that he went to see her, we kind of all agreed with her opinion. She was right. Like, yeah, we agreed. You no, know, hey, we had there were hard decisions that had to be made. It wasn't yeah. just about you and what you thought was right. There's a lot of people involved. There's other races in this federation. Like we couldn't just decide, you know, break down the federation because of you. Yes, she made excellent points back then. And now she clearly is agreeing with Picard, yeah. even though she's still like, ugh, you're such a mansplainer. She's like, we get it. We get it. Stop talking. She literally tells him to shut the fuck up. She's like, we get it. We're sending, we're sending the ships. We don't need you to keep asking. We're sending them. That's such a that's such an interesting uh, uh, writing choice because you know like you're you're coming into this because you love Picard you know you 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 want to see more of Picard and and I, I I would imagine like going into it it would be a lot of fan service and you you want to see how people love Picard as well and you know how he's he's sort of being highlighted but but here yeah and and in other episodes too there there's there's been a lot of putting Picard in his place oh yeah well that's we've done. <laughs> Play the jingle. Play the jingle. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Jacob. 
It's a lot of jingling this episode. I think that it's, I think that it's more that it's, it's, it's showing that Picard is not infallible. Infallible. Mm, He's human. Sure. Yeah. And he's human and he makes mistakes. And especially now that he's old, Mm. he's really old in the show. He's, he's like 109 in the timeline of the show. Yeah. So he's not, he's an old man and he's dealing with his regrets and his mistakes. But even, even back in the old show, they never portrayed Picard as perfect. Like he was always right. He was always capable of making mistakes and growing as a person. That's one of the great joys, actually, of the next generation is that watching his character change mm. over the course of that seven years, he's a very different person mm. at the end of that show than he is in Encounter at Farpoint. It'll be interesting to watch it then sure. because I, when, I was, when I originally watched it, I was so young and I only watched it. To, uh, sporadically, so I I never really under you know saw any any, any character arc or, or, or growth from that. It's really subtle, and it's not. They never sort of explicitly call it out, hmm. but over the course of those seven years, those writers realized we have this amazing actor mm-hmm. in Patrick Stewart. So instead of portraying him as this hard ass starf. <laughs> guy which like is Kirk. Prayed him at the beginning mm-hmm. they started introducing all of these layers so over the course of those years picard becomes this much more interesting much more lovable human person mm-hmm. and that's all patrick stewart and the writers doing a good job agreed agree agreed that. i mean i think in general that show, and you compare it to the original series, like they 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 made a lot more of an attempt to uh, evolve all the characters to yeah. some extent. You know, sure. like you can tell that they they made it. But of course, seven years versus three years, you can do it. Of course, and also back then they didn't care about evolving different. characters. You know, like yeah. this is a different, different time writing. and team. Mm-hmm. So they, but you know, so it, it is for us. I think for those of us who sort of grew up in the, you know. TV time that we grew up in, it is more interesting than the original series because the characters do evolve and that mm. that's just more interesting to watch than just the same characters every time reacting to the situation the exact same way every yeah. single time, you know? It is kind of an interesting thought experiment to imagine... Excuse me. I'm drinking vodka soda, so I'm... <laughs> The the bubbles are making the carbonation. <laughs> the the bubbles are making me a little hiccupy. Uh, it is it's kind of funny to imagine what old school Star Trek would have been like mm-hmm. if it had run seven years. You know, like if that show had run seven years, would they have developed those characters? I, I feel more? not. Because that was also a different time it period just wasn't back then. The, the writing style. was a different time. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it I wasn't mean, the style back then. I mean, you look at, like, Gunsmoke or something like that. Gunsmoke mm-hmm. ran for, like, 15 seasons. And it was the same all the time, you know? Yeah. It, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. People probably wanted familiarity and, and yeah. something that they, they knew it was would be the same. It was law and order. It was law and order. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I mean, you'd like to so, think so, they would have because hmm. I, 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 I kind of think that maybe they would have, at least on hmm. some level. To the level because they, they were, were so progressive compared to the level to, that they, to the level like that they were maybe. capable of yeah. in 1969, I think they would have certainly because the, if you look at if you look at 66, if you look at season one versus season three, they have clearly done some work on those characters. I mean, it's not sure. to the level that we would expect in modern tv but they've definitely right. done it so maybe yeah. they would have in in their own so. like mm. small way yeah it would have been mostly the trinity like the bone spock Kirk. oh like sure. i don't think the peripheral characters would have gotten much whereas in next generation like all of the characters have their sort of evolution but uh, th i don't know if that's true because that's a that's a function of, of needing time. to write a story every week. Sure. And so you're like, well, we haven't done a Beverly Crusher episode in a yeah, long time. Yeah, it's true. They but probably I, would have started let's write to one do about hair. So they might have they so. might have been like, let's write a Hura episode. Yeah. Let's write a Sulu. There's only episode. so many times Kirk and Spock can. Yeah, you're, <laughs> right. you're probably right. They might have. They might have been like, let's throw a Chekhov episode in mm. there. Fuck. Mm. Yep. You know? They must have wanted to embody uh, diversity and, and inclusion. Otherwise, you know, because that's what we have. The, the writers or, or the, the creators of Star Trek. What show are we talking about? Which, Original? Uh, just the Star Trek in general, because, you know, like uh -huh. nowadays, it is very inclusive. It is, it is very diverse. And sure. If Gene Roddenberry hadn't specifically wanted to make mm -hmm. a point yep. about diversity, which he clearly did, mm -hmm. then Star Trek probably wouldn't have lasted for 50 years, you know? Yeah. Right. And that yeah. seems, yeah. that seems right. Shall we get back into this episode? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now we're, Rafi is on the bridge and the navigator hologram is at the helm. And she's talking to him like it's Rios. So she's sort of, and then eventually figures out, oh, fuck, you're not Rios. You're the goddamn hologram. <laughs> but it takes okay. her a while to figure it out. Can we talk about this for a second? Because the navigator hologram, okay, here's what you need to know about the holograms, man. All of the holograms that look like Rios, it's the same mm -hmm. actor playing all of the holograms have wildly different accents. Accent. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the one that Rafi is talking to when she comes onto the bridge is the Irish one. <laughs> and she and doesn't she notice. Somehow no, Scottish. Doesn't, it, she Scottish, somehow right? Does not oh, right, Irish, right. No, the Scottish one is later. It's the it's, Irish it's one. the engineer. And yeah. she does not even seem to notice that <laughs> He sounds like oh, the Lucky Charms yeah. character. Yeah. And, and he sounds like a leprechaun. And she has like a full on conversation with him before she realizes, oh, you're not the real Rios. Where's the real Rios? 
and he's the like, real Rios. And he's Spanish like, accent? and he's like, follow me, Rainbow. Yes. Give me Lucky Charms, <laughs> and you'll find the real Rios. Like that's how crazy it is. Well, Brophy yeah. um, is in a, a haze. She is maybe. in a drug-induced haze. Yeah, she's she been drinking and smoking. And... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, she's also a computer hacker person. You know, she can get things on the computer. So yeah, I'm I'm pro Rafi. Well, Rafi's great. Uh, so. Let me just break the holograms down for you real quick, man, because you we're gonna meet all of them. Oof, one of one of them is Irish, one of them is British, one of them is Scottish, mm. one of them is gay, and one of them is Spanish. <laughs> I love how gay is an accent. <laughs> he's not just gay, he's like weird. He's, but we'll get to he's that. He's the hospitality hologram. Okay. So the Irish one tells Rafi oh that he because she's like he freaked out when he saw that girl and yeah and he's like oh her name is Jana and Rafi's like no her name is not Jana her name is and the hologram's like nah I don't know about that (laughs) and then he like boop boops out (laughs) oh but then well, they have said, a conversation about the, yeah, yeah. the star system. Yep. So she, she, she talks about, she has this like drawing that all the, where, where was the drawing from? The, was it the Romulans that were drawing it? She got it off the Romulan were, on the Borg ship. The, the XBs who were Romulans. The, all the people in the crazy, the, 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 in the, the one, the, in the, the Romulans in the room. They were all drawing the same shape of all these circles oh, together. It's and like in the it Cthulhu up, game. Says, you, know what, you know what this is? And the navigator's like, well, it looks like an octanary system, which is an eight-star uh, system. Oh, so she's like, well, is that very common? He's like, it's, it, it, it wouldn't happen naturally. It would have to be created hmm. by or... Is, does he tell her that, or does the Scottish guy tell her? At some point in time, somebody tells her. No, it's... Uh, she doesn't learn that part until later. She's like, what is this? And he's like, it looks like an octonary, which is eight stars all sort of orbiting around each other. And he's like, but that's not even a real thing because there's some like Romulan myths about this about kind of it. shit. But no one's ever like actually seen one. No one actually thinks it's real. Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, well, fine. And then we go back to uh, Narissa. The Borg cube. Back to the cube. And Narissa's like, she's walking around the crime scene where Elnor and Seven have killed all those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm, these well, people, some of these dead. people, some of these people got killed We're by shot. So that's not Elnor because Elnor chops people's heads off. We know this. Yep. So if if there's phasers involved, somebody else must be helping him. And I bet I know who it is. Because well, she no, knows she all finds the she finds the chip. Oh yeah. She, she finds, finds the, the little chip. Finds, and she's, and she's like, like eh, yeah. Rangers. I know and who I'll this bet is. I know which one. 
then we see Elnor and Seven, and they go into the queen cell, which we've the seen teleporter. before, where the teleporter was that Picard used to take Soji to Riker and Tribe. And Seven knows how to use it. And she does, because she's ex she's a yes. Borg, yes. right? Because mm. when right before Hugh died, Hugh told him, You need a Borg to help to activate to help him. Yeah. So he's now he's got seven on his side. So they go into the queen cell and she's like doing a bunch of shit and she's like doing a bunch of like computer it's all hologrammy swipey computer stuff, stuff. <laughs> minority yep. report yeah yeah where you like yep, hold yep, your hand yep. up and swipe mm. it she's doing a bunch of throw stuff. things off and- are you looking forward to interfacing with like our computers in the future I like that or love to swipe stuff. <laughs> <I love laughs> that seems so you cool wanna, to me. you want a fruit ninja everything <laughs> i want to look at stuff and be like boop boop swipe <laughs> Just with my hand. Oh, have you heard about the uh, the the new start the new Spider Man ride that's coming to Disneyland? No. Where where it's gonna be like a three D shooting game, but instead of like having oh. a gun, you just swing, you just shoot your hand out. Oh yeah, webs. like webs. Apparently they have. They, apparently they already have that at um Wait a in Florida. What's well, gonna that keep might... people from shooting their penises? <laughs> like, ah, I know I'm supposed to shoot my hand, but here you go. <laughs> they're they're not <laughs> sick people. They're good. <laughs> only people like you would think you I'll have... whip my penis out and fling out that. <laughs> that that doesn't cross most people's minds when it's... they're at Disneyland. In in a in a world where I have so many dirty-minded friends. It's weird how you are somehow the dirtiest. Rising to the top? Rising. (laughs) Past tense. Past tense. Risen. Has risen. Has risen. Did you guys not think about that? (laughs) Was that just me? (laughs) I mean, Uh, you literally... You literally sent us a group text the other day <laughs> about how we should be getting blowjobs while we're recording the podcast. I that would be a really uh I mean the logistics <laughs> of what you were suggesting were unclear. I'm because a, I'm who's a talk- high in the sky who's thinker, talking, you know. Who's talking on the podcast if we're all blowing uh, each other? We're not blowing each other. Yeah, I wasn't sure. We're not blowing each other. To blow us all individually, or was one gonna do one at a time? Do we get a turn? Oh, you know, we gonna take turns? Was unclear what the plan was. So unclear. I would have left it to uh, someone else to figure out the little details. I just like. So you're a big picture guy. Yeah, big picture. The details are for the little people. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, the people who get the blowjob—it's his job. (laughs) I was not planning on giving any blowjobs myself, and I—I wasn't going to ask it of you guys either. I definitely was not going to ask it of you guys. You know, abs. Yeah, that was. Well, you think we're not going to be very good at it? Is that your problem? No, am I supposed to be offended by this? I don't. Matt is probably a very great blowjobber. Oh, dare you. What I, kind of, 
gay bullshit is that? <laughs> <I'm>... <sighs> this is, hey, this is how do you know I'm not good at it? I bet you are not, Sean, because you would not be no. into it. I'm, I, 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 I what I love about I've this never, never is watching men just like dig himself deeper and deeper into yeah. <laughs> a hole that he cannot yeah. escape. Like, yeah. I, I, I think you're a great blowjobber, man. Well, this is the worst conversation we've <laughs> had in 109 episodes of this show. Uh, I've managed to gross myself <laughs> out, which I didn't think was possible. We'll have to leave right, it to so Jake. Seven of nine is on the board. Cue. Just cut it all out, Jake. Cut it all. Cut it all. The last 15 minutes can just go. And then she does something, and all of a sudden, the board cube starts to rebuild itself. Oh, my God. What? Oh, my God. 709 is going to be on a rampage. Wait, but they got to end it in, like, two more episodes. What the hell? Yeah. So they go into the queen cell, and and Seven's like, I'm going to steal this cube. And Eleanor's like, I have a bunch of questions. She's like... Uh, you can ask me your questions or you can stand there <laughs> while I steal the cube. Wow, that's crazy. That's that's good. I love it. Then what? And then what? So then what? They they uh seven starts to like wake up the cube. Like she turns the power on. Yeah, she turns all the this time, it starts all this time the poor the cube has been sort of like shut down. And seven turns it on. So, like, all the lights come on, alarms mm. start going off. Yeah. Nerissa, Nerissa the Romulan is like, oh shit, what's happening right now? And they're like, the board cube is coming back online. And she's like, that's not good. We should kill all the Borgs on this ship. Because yeah. there aren't just there aren't just the XBs who are the mm-hmm. like Deborgified people who are floating around on the ship. There are like thousands and thousands of, of real Borg, real Borg mm-hmm. who are who have been in sort of stasis in lockdown this entire time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "We have to kill all these motherfuckers. Yeah. How are we going to kill all these Borgs?" And one of her Romulan dudes is like, "Well, we could just eject them all into space." And she's like, that's an excellent idea. You're promoted. Great idea. Let's do that. You're promoted. We surprisingly have new openings available. And meanwhile, we see that because Seven has like reactivated the board cube, it's starting to repair itself. So you see wow. all these little like insecty looking Ooh. bots yeah, running around on the outside of the ship. The like, outside. Putting it all, putting it all back together. So you see that the cube is like starting to uh, become a cube again. Mm. Then we got back to Picard and Soji having breakfast <laughs> together oh. in the vineyard. Yes. In the at the VR big commercial breakfast. No, no uh, they're in no, the. It's just the kitchen oh, the of the ship. Yeah, okay. the galley. And they have it's this whole scene is sort of a character scene. Yeah, she's eating eggs and he's eating oatmeal or something. Mm. And they have a conversation about data. 
because she's like, I, my past is all fiction. I don't have a past. I don't have a history. And he's like, you do have a history. You just don't know what it is. And she's like, you mean data? And he's like, yeah, data. Data's mm-hmm. your past. Data is your father. He's your history. And she's like, okay, fine. Tell me about data. And he's like, well, data was smart and curious. curious and he, he wanted to be and- human and he made us laugh, but made, never, never when he except for when he was trying to make us laugh because he was terrible mm-hmm. at telling jokes and like so he gives her a little bit of like this is what data was like and she's like she what do you him. think and she's like did you love him and he's and card's like yes I did I loved him I was I'm not I very good. The, the he's like I'm I not could. very good I'm not very good at like expressing love but yes I love data. Did you and, did you tear up there, Matt? No. Oh, okay. Because the I, last I, episode, you had a, a number of uh, tear jerking moments. I tear up a little bit in this in this scene, but I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly what it was. But okay. She so she says she says to him, "What do you think Data would say about you?" And he's like, "I don't know. Data's dead." And she's like, "Well, imagine he's alive and you died. What would he say about you?" Picard's like, well, I hope that he would say that I was supportive and that I believed in him and that I celebrated him when he was successful and I gave him good advice when he was not successful and that I was a a, a good friend. Basically, that's what Picard says. Sean, did I? Is there anything I didn't say? That yeah, say? That, that sounds about right. That's that I can remember. Yeah, and then she's like, "Well, he loved you," and Picard looks at her because Picard's like, "Hmm." Then we see Rafi and yep. the engineering. In the, in the funny that they made this the the engineering hologram Scottish. Yes, I like that. So she goes down. <laughs> She goes down to talk to the engineering hologram. She's basically this. This episode has a weird, like tone shifts. Like it's all over the place. Like mm. it's really serious, and then it's really sweet, and then it's really funny. And Raffi's whole thing is really like the comedy storyline. Yeah. No, she the, gets the like funny the comedy storyline in this episode because yep. yeah, she goes really to funny scene room. is coming up. She goes down to the engineering room to talk to the to and she's looking for Rios but she finds the hologram and the hologram is scottish like like uh James Doohan mm. in old show scottish like yep. insanely scottish embarrassingly bad <laughs> scottish, scottish accent. accent yeah she's like is she there such a thing? about this is where she learns about the octonary the only way you'd be able to make an octanary system is to actually drag a star into it. Mm. Like it wouldn't happen naturally. Right. It must be artificial because there's no way that eight stars could be in a system lined up like that. Mm -hmm. Well, then she goes to have a drink. She's like, this sucks. She goes back to her quarters. She orders a drink from the replicator. The replicator won't give it to her. She orders another drink from her. 
<laughs> the replicator yeah, the hospitality. <laughs> then the, like the parental the, controls. The, the, the gay yeah, weird essentially, yes. um hospitality program shows mm-hmm. up and he's like, You told me not to let you have any drinks. So <laughs> the replicator isn't giving you any drinks. And she's like, no, disable. And he's like, I can't disable because you overrode all of the disables as well. He's also a weird, like, close talker. Like, the gay hospitality program likes to get right up in people's faces to the point where they, like, back away. Mm. Yeah. It was like Seinfeld, where Seinfeld was dating the close talker. (laughs) Rios is in his quarters. He's drunk, yep. and he's sort of sitting on the floor feeling sorry for himself. Mm. This is when I wrote, Sean, hot Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> <laughs> Young uh, Mandy Patinkin. Younger. Yeah, he does look like. I think that the guy who the plays Rios looks like a young, hot Mandy Patinkin. <laughs> well, like Sunday in the Park with George era mm, Mandy right. Patinkin. Yep. It like twenty percent. If you took Mandy Patinkin, took Mandy Patinkin in 1984 and made him twenty percent hotter, he would look exactly like this guy, Captain Rios. Captain yep. Rios. He's feeling sorry for himself. He goes over to his like trunk where he keeps all of his shit, and he opens it up, and his old uniform is in there. And yeah, he like look, throws that aside. Then he pulls out a cigar box and he looks in the cigar box and there's like a picture of him as a young man and uh, an older man who's like the captain. It's him and his we, old. We've, we've talked yeah. about the captain, right? What happened to the captain who died it, way back earlier? He, yeah. They told he told the story of something horrible happened Mm -hmm. with his captain. And that's why he dropped out of Starfleet. And then he finds a little drawing and it's him and someone who looks exactly like Soji, Mm -hmm. which is why he freaked out. Him Mm -hmm. and Soji, which is why he looked freaked out when he saw Soji, when they beamed up at the beginning of the episode. So is that a third daughter or is that something else hmm. we'll find out we're gonna find out mm-hmm. so now we go to back to the board cube with seven and elnor and she gets the they're trying to figure out how they're gonna what they're gonna do and this is where she gets she says that she says well i could plug in and sort of take over uh turn on all of the board that are on board here and have them attack all of the Romulans. And he's like, yeah, do that. Why don't you do that? He's like, well, the problem (laughs) is if I do that, they're going to want to keep going, and Uh, I don't know that I would be able to stop them. uh, And the other problem is I don't know that I would want to stop. And so she's sort of worried about what's going to happen if she decides to plug in. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Dilemmas. Now we're to Rafi and the holograms. Okay. Did you write down Rafi and the holograms? Because I wrote I down Rafi and the holograms. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally it, what my note like, says. Rafi and like, the holograms. 
like Jem like and the, the holograms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, that was exactly what I thought when I wrote it down too. <laughs> All right. Well, good job. I also wrote truly outrageous, uh, which is oh. a Jim and the holograms joke. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, right? They were I truly outrageous. Holograms. Everybody, anybody? I, I didn't really watch Jim and the holograms. I know I watched some of it. I didn't watch it all that much. Uh, so. Their their tagline was truly outrageous. Oh, was it? I don't. I'll take your word for it. Well, never mind. <laughs> somebody out there, somebody out there will hear that. Absolutely, think that that yeah. was yeah super that will, funny. That will connect with a lot of people. So Rafi uh, is yep. in uh, Picard's chateau office, mm-hmm. and yeah. she's got all of the holograms. In front of her, yeah. there are five of them because she's figured out that collectively they know what's going on with Reels. Because yeah. earlier, I we didn't talk about this, but earlier she was talking to one of the holograms and he explained to her that all of the holograms are based on. Rios's personality, so they right. all have and some. When he took over the ship, all, when he took over the ship, they used his personality to build the holograms. So all of the holograms never went back. Changed it. All of the holograms look like him, but they also also have some part of him in them. But they're also all completely different. One is British, one is Scottish, one is Irish, one is gay, one is Spanish, right? Yeah, sort of so the bad boy of the boy band. She's got, yeah, he's <laughs> bad, he is absolutely the bad boy. He's like got his feet up on the coffee table. Yeah, Clearly yeah. doesn't give a shit about He's got him. long hair, like, he looks like, looks sort of like Jason Momoa. Sure, yeah, he sure. does a little bit. But then Rios uh, is Rios not Spanish? Is uh, what what is uh, his? What's he playing? He's, he's supposed to be Spanish, or at least have some kind of Latino accent. Gotcha. But this kind. one is just even, pushed even more. Yeah, yeah. like uh, gotcha. he speaks like, in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's like, she's got these five idiot holograms in front of her, and she's like, dudes. Uh, I need you to tell me what's going on with Rios because he's locked himself in his room. He's acting super weird ever since he saw Soji. And, but they can't tell her because they don't, their memories are not like complete. They don't have complete access to his memory. So they're only able to remember little bits and pieces. And whenever they remember something, Ben, it's actually a really cool effect. Whenever they remember something, their eyes do a little like sort of sort of flutter with light scanning. Yeah, like uh, a little like scanny scanny like yeah. special effect. Like they're searching yeah. their databases. It's a cool little effect. Yeah. And they're like, well, we don't know really what happened, but it has something to do with uh, the Ibn Majid. Majid which is his old Oof. ship. And that was captain, the ship he was on. And Captain Vandermeer, which is the know. captain that he had before. And she's like, okay, is that all you can tell me? And they're like, 
Yeah, that's basically all we can tell you. <laughs> After that, it's Picard with Gerardi, and Gerardi wakes up from her coma, and Picard's like, we're going to Deep Space 12. You're going to turn yourself in for murdering Maddox. And she's like, yeah, okay, you're right. That's what I'm going to do. How is Gerardi taking all of this? Is she is she breaking down? Is she emotional? Is she pretty stoic? No, she takes it. She's like, yep, okay, um, mm. that's what I'm going to do. She's very upset. I mean, she's very emotional. Allison Pill is great in this episode, I thought. She regrets her actions, and yeah, it's she, clear. Yeah, from, yeah, yeah, exactly. from, I mean, she's very good in this scene because Picard's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you, you know. What By the way, you, Sean, you did, you, did you catch the little, this episode has a lot of Easter eggs in it. Did you catch the little, like, reference to viridium? She, she says, I was, tr- I was infected with viridium, which is the same thing. A, a viridium patch is what Kurt, is what Spock Slaps onto Kirk's shoulder, but and Star Trek Six before oh. he to the Klingons for the trial, he like slaps him yeah, on the yeah. shoulder and puts a thing on him. That's so they can track him. Viridium is the the <laughs> name of the thing. But anyway, Picard is like, look, you killed Bruce Maddox. Everyone thinks you are a spy. She's like, I'm not a spy. I. Commodore O came and mind melded with me and infected me with all of these like horrible images, which are the same images that we saw at the beginning of this episode. And also back, you know, four or five episodes ago when they first met and it's like, Oh, so that's why you did that. She's like, I'm so sorry. I feel really bad about what I did. And she's like, but we're there. They think that they're trying to save the world. Um, and Picard's the, like, who are they who think they're trying to save the galaxy from? And she's like, and then Soji comes in and she's like, they're trying to save them from me, from Seb Cheneb, the destroyer, which yeah, we've heard that. We've heard that name before, Seb Cheneb. That's what Ramda called her. Yeah, Rom- right. So now we get a a scene that cross cuts back and forth. So I'm just gonna do one, and then, I'm not gonna try and go back and forth because right, it cut, yeah, just it do cut one and do the other, really yeah. fast. But you get a scene with Rafi and Rios uh, in Raf in Rios's quarters. So Rafi goes in to see Rios, and he's like sitting on his bed looking at his shit, feeling sorry for himself. And he's listening to Billy Holiday on a a vinyl, like on a turntable. Oh, like a real record. Because they've made yep. it funny. There's like it's sort of established canon in Star Trek that people in Star Trek love 20th century music. <laughs> yeah. They all yeah. do. Like Riker loves jazz and mm. like yeah. They they love music from 400 years earlier. Right. So Rafi goes in and she's like, 
she looks at the turntable and she's like, are, are you listening to your Walkman? Because they're making a little joke that she doesn't know. She doesn't know the difference between a turntable and a Walkman. They're both so old timey. Yeah. It's, okay, it's a millennial. Dumb, it's a dumb little joke, but yeah. it's funny. It's cute. I thought it was cute. So anyway, she sits down next to Rios and she's like, look, I've already talked to all the holograms and they've told me blah, blah, blah. So you might as well just fucking tell me what happened to you. Tell me what happened. Just tell me the story. And he's like, fine. I was on the ship with uh, Captain Vandermeer. We went out to respond to a distress call. We picked up a ship. It was a man. It was an older man and a younger woman. And the younger woman looked exactly like Soji. And that's why Jana looked just like that's Soji. why I freaked out when I saw her when she beamed up. And the four of us, me and the captain and this guy and Jana, we went to have dinner because we beamed him onto our ship. And while we were having dinner, the captain, Captain Vandermeer, freaked out and murdered both uh, the ambassador, who I think his name was Beautiful Flower. and Beautiful Flower, yes. He's like, he just freaked Are out. Are you serious? Yeah. Beautiful yep, Flower was his name. He's yes. Just, yep. He's like, Vandermeer just killed them both for no reason. And I tried to, like talk to him and before I could Captain Vandermeer stuck the phaser in his mouth and <gasps> killed himself killed. and he's like that's why I've been so like traumatized and broken the reason there's a reason this episode is called broken pieces mm-hmm. and it's because uh, it's about people being like broken emotionally broken yeah so he's like, that's all. That's why I've been troubled all of these years is because my captain killed two people and then killed himself right in front of me. And I covered it up because it was an order from Starfleet. That's the other thing he tells her. It like, was an order from Starfleet to kill those two people. And it was what they called a black flag order. If they didn't do it, then the Starfleet would destroy the ship that they were on and kill everybody on board. That's what the captain tells him, why he killed those two people. But then he got guilty and killed himself. Yeah. And and then that fucked up Rios for the time being till now. Right. Well, and also the cover-up, because Rios is like, I beamed out the bodies and I covered it all up and I made it look like Captain Vandermeer, who was like my, essentially my second father, my mentor, I made it look like he killed himself for no reason rather than uh, let the truth come out. And then he's like, six months later, I got kicked out of Starfleet because I was having mental and emotional problems. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. You would be having mental and emotional problems. So that's the story. That's the backstory. So he tells that to Rafi. Tells that to Rafi. Right. Wow. Meanwhile, Soji and Dr. Jurati are having a conversation because 
Soji is everything that Dr. Gerardi has always dreamed of. You know what I mean? Like she's always dreamed of this perfect. The flesh uh, and blood synthetic. A flesh and blood synthetic. Mm. So Gerardi is talking to Soji and she's like, do you sleep? And so she's like, yeah, she goes, dope. I sleep when I get tired. <laughs> she's like, do you eat? And she's like, yeah, I eat when I'm hungry. When I'm hungry. Like, do you, do you drink? And she's like, yeah, when I'm thirsty. And, <laughs> and Dr. Gerardi is like blown it's away. Like, by oh my God. Because this, yeah, this is the vision. <laughs> this is the vision that Bruce Maddox always had because mm. even Jada didn't sleep. Didn't mm. eat didn't drink like data was a robot on some level but soji is like a, a person and soji then says to her after she, after Gerardi's asked her all these questions soji's like so have i convinced you am i a person am i as real as you are and Gerardi's like mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, you're a work of art. And and so she's like, I don't want to be a work of art. I just want to be me. I don't want to be a person. Yeah. Like, do you think of me as a person? And so she's like, you came out here to kill me, right? Come out, Commodore O told you to kill Bruce Maddox, which she did, and to yeah. kill me. Are, are you going to kill? Are you going to try and kill me? And then so and and is actually a pretty good moment because Soji's like, um, by the way, if you tried to kill me, I would not allow that to happen. <laughs> yes, that, Soji's a fucking badass android yeah. superpowered. Mm-hmm. And and then Gerardi's like, I now that I've met you, I've 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 had a change of my heart. <laughs> But I, I, that sounded funny, but it didn't. It wasn't funny. Like it was. Yeah, funny. no, it was meant as like. Sure. I, I I would never kill you because you're like everything I've ever. I, I've always wanted something uh, like you to exist in this world. Yeah, I would She's never like, destroy I would you. Ever. Never. Now that I know, I would never do that. And but so it almost they, feels like like she's saying that in a in a like oh I want to study you way more than like oh you, I I recognize you for being a a, a person it, it, it seems like she she wants to examine her yeah I mean that's I mean that's interesting the way that Allison pill plays it uh makes it it's seem like, like that. she's being more sincere yeah. and just mm-hmm. being like yeah. I've learned my lesson and and now I just want to help you. But you but maybe. I mean you're right. That is an interesting way of looking at it. She would you would think that she would want to study her. But yeah, that, I think that about could that. be a possible twist like later that, on. Sure. Yeah. I just want I just want I want a show where <laughs> everyone is happy. No. And I would like 10 episodes mm, where it. Patrick Stewart and Riker and Troy and Data and Worf and uh, Jordy Beverly just, just hang out and Beverly mm-hmm. hang out on, on 
on on <laughs> Riker's planet and have <laughs> and eat pizza. Different kinds of pizza. That sounds amazing. And every actually. episode, it's a different kind of pizza. Like <laughs> that's the most I want that to be the most dramatic thing that happens every week. Is what kind of pizza will it be? Will it be Hawaiian? And and, and the and the cliffhanger will be when Riker pulls the pizza out of the oven. Oh, it's vegetarian this week. And everyone like, goes, yay! And they do like ten minutes of hugging before the uh, right. at the beginning, before and ten minutes after yeah. of just hugging <laughs> and loving each other. That's what I want. That is very wholesome. I think people were really into that, at least for ten episodes. I don't want to know anybody I'm on board. who doesn't like yeah. that idea. Yeah. 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 So is there any more in the Gerardi Soji scene? No, now we're back to Narissa murdering motherfuckers. Yeah. Fucking Narissa. She's like, we have to kill all these Borgs. <laughs> she goes into the Borg room and just starts murdering. Uh-huh. The, the XB Borg, XB. the XBs. She and kills them all. attack her. No, that happens later where they catch her. That happens later. Yeah, I would oh, think okay. if I was Narissa, I would want to get on a ship and get out of there because that's a Borg cube, and she's like a well, tiny ant. She, she murders, she's, she's like all killing the all these ex-Borgs. Mm. Then we cut back to Seven in the queen cell, and she's like, well, Fuck I it. guess I'm going to have to fucking reborn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and it's the, pretty. Uh, plugs in the 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 like tubes come and Ooh. they like stick themselves into her spine, into mm-hmm. the back of her spine, and they like slam in. It's really good. It's really dramatic yeah. and and sad because if you know yeah. her story. It's incredibly sad to see her have to do that again. Like, it's is she reluctant to, or is yeah. She, is yeah, yes. It, when she went down to Bajazel and you know had her final final confrontation there, the way you guys were were telling the story, it, it almost seemed like Seven has like thrown a little bit of humanity aside, and she's just like her eyes are on the prize or something. I understand why you would think that because you mm-hmm. don't know her. Yeah, I haven't watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you don't know her character like yes. from Voyager, but that's true. Mm-hmm. Her, her, um, her voyage from being this like disconnected Borg into being a human is a huge part of the, the story arc of Voyager. Mm-hmm. So, to see her voluntarily choose to go back and it would be like a, if a if a if a slave in like civil war times mm. like a plantation slave escaped yeah yeah and but then, then chose intentionally back. chose to go, go back. back 
in order to that's a good in order to other in order to rescue other people like yeah that's a huge sacrifice huge sacrifice gotcha so she does and the things plug into her back sort of matrix style Mm -hmm. and um and then her eyes turn black it's a great shot yeah. Her eye, her, it's a great close-up on Jerry Ryan. Her eyes turn black, and then they turn green. And then she goes in her old-timey, like, synthesized Borg. voice. Uh-huh. She goes, we are bored. <laughs> oh, yeah. fuck. Like, oh, she woke up bored. Cut to Rizzo and and uh, her Romulan pal, and you start to see all of the Borg in the cube. Mm. There's hundreds of them just all start lighting up. Wake it up, wake it up, and you hear they hear them all saying, "We are Borg." We are Borg. They all start to wake up, and then it's like thousands pushes the button, all waking up at the same time. Pushes the button. And they all get sucked out into space. <laughs> oh, all of the boards get sucked out into space. Yep. Oh. Yep. But but, uh, but but are Borg's machine? Do they need to breathe? Oh, I imagine they, so. They, they do need to breathe because they have organic. They have organic uh, yeah. parts. They can't mm, live without the gotcha. organic. They can't live without the organic parts. So yeah, she like earlier she was like, "How do we get rid of them?" And her sidekick was like we shoot him out into space mm. and they well, did that's what they do so it was a real yeah, it was like, like it was so yeah. it was a real like blue like, ball because no. you're like yeah, it was like you're like right. oh yeah the the bunker, mass. and then some ass rip. and then bloop they're all dead like nope, all dead. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that sucks <laughs> Was that all of the rest of the Borgs that they ejected, or or you assume that there are more that, Borgs? Just on that. Well, it's all the ones we've seen, anyways. Um, oh, dead. But all was, dead. Man, is that where she gets so, attacked by the XPs again? The level of blue balls <laughs> I felt in that moment. I was so psyched when she was like, we are born. Yeah, yeah. And then like 30 <laughs> yep. seconds later, it's over. And it's just like, what? Yeah. Like, man, yeah. yeah. Like, why didn't you yeah, like spend more time on her becoming the new board queen? Like that could have been a amazing storyline. You know you what know? I mean? Sometimes yeah. you hit that whammy. Everyone's back on. Is the that for- this is, this is a scene that I called putting it together in honor of Stephen Sondheim's brilliant song, putting it together. Because now we get a scene where everybody on the La Serena finally comes together and talks out everything that's been going on. And they figure it out. So they all sit down and they finally tell each other the story. And each of them has some of the story, but none of them has all of it. Mm. And they Please. all finally tell each other, here's what's going on. So Rafi's like, thousands, tens of thousands of years ago, there was a species that 
was so powerful that it could take eight stars and put them all in a line and put a planet right at the center of them as a warning for the rest of us. And they are, the warning was all about the dangers of synthetic life. And ever since then, the Romulans have created this thing called the Jatvange, and their whole thing is to stop this horrible catastrophe from happening. And that's why they've done all of these horrible things all over the years. And meanwhile, they're the ones who caused the disaster on Mars. The Romulans were secretly behind the disaster on Mars. Of course. And, and everyone, this I'm saying this all to you in a monologue, but in the show, it's all spread out among all of the different people talking at the same time. Mm. But they're all just like, okay, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> so now they're all on the same page. And they're like, fine. Now we know, finally, with two episodes left, we know what's going on. Let's get the fuck going. Mm. Soji freaks out because she's like, "Fuck, I'm unhappy. Mm. I can't stand Soji. (laughs) She's the the fly in the ointment, like every time. Last week, this week, she's awful. Hate her. It's it's the same actor playing Soji as played uh, her sister, right? Her twin. Yeah, yeah. And she great. Mm. She was a lot better." Anyway, Soji's like, I have to go. She goes up to the bridge. She takes over the ship. She starts flying them away. Rios is like, hey, bitch. uh, What are we doing? My ship. What are you doing? She's like, I'm taking the ship. He's like, no, you're not. And then he, like, recites a lullaby in Spanish. And it causes the whole ship to shut down. It's like a code. <laughs> it's like a code word. Thing. Yeah. And then he's like, and the whole ship shuts down. And he's like, um, you can't uh, steal this ship from me. And she's like, but I want to. And he's like, no, but I don't care what you want. Because I work for him. Thumb over to John Luke. JL. John Luke's like, well, maybe we should try it. Her way? Uh, We've tried it her way. We've tried it my way. Let her do it her way. That's interesting. And then Soji is like, hey, there's a a trans warp corridor, which is a call. There's a lot of Easter eggs in this episode. Uh, She's like, there's a trans warp corridor that we can use to skip to the planet where we think that all of the birthplace and she's like, we can use this transwarp corridor, which is a Borg thing from Voyager. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, well maybe. And Picard's like, we should do it. And then Picard sits down in the captain's chair and yeah, the captain's chair and pulls oh. up and pulls up the like, 
hologrammy, like console-y stuff that Rios uses to fly the ship. And he's like, let's go. And then he like fiddles around with it for a second. And then he looks over at Rios and he's like, actually, I don't know how any of this works. (laughs) I like that. That's a good touch. So Rios is like, okay, Jean-Luc, get out of the chair. Let the captain like run shit, you know? And they do all this stuff and they warp out and they're going to the planet. Then we cut back to the board cube and... Narissa, is, this is where she gets attacked. Is this right? It is right. Matt? Uh, yes, yeah. it is right. Uh, but I don't remember me, the circumstances. Let me, do, let me do three quick nerdy Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. When, when Soji tries to take over the ship and then fails, Rio says to her, uh, you wanted to go into a, tr- a Borg transwarp? Did you even think about the chronotones, the gravimetric <laughs> sheer? Did you try and figure out a, an SIF? Like, these are callbacks to, like, old school Star Trek things where he calls her out on, the like, chronotons. He's like, we would have died in there because you didn't know what we were doing. And I just, I, I'm sorry. I just thought that was funny, like little, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. old school the, the Easter egg. babble. And then at the end, no. she says to him, "Please take me home." And it's really sweet. And he's like, "Okay, I'll take you home." So then they're flying off to where the the, the trans warp coil is. Coil is. Then we got back to the Borg cube. Uh. Mean Narissa is walking around. She gets attacked by the XBs, right? The XBs attack her, son. Yep, yep. And she gets so, uh, she looks like she's going to get killed. And then you sort of see her, a bunch of, and then they flash to outside and a bunch she of ships out. yeah. show she up. And then they out. flash back in and you see her beam out. Yeah. And she's sort of being overwhelmed by the XPs. Then all the ships take off. Foom, foom, foom. So all the Romulans have left the board cube and are off to this planet to go kill the Synths. Yeah. So now the the board cube is empty. Activated. Activated. Well, empty, except- empty. Yeah. So we cut back to seven. Mm. Seven is in the queen cell. And she goes. The cube is ours. <laughs> Jake, do some put some <laughs> put some Borg sound on that. Because... Do not do not do that, Jake. You are not required to do that. Cancel no, order. I heard that he is absolutely required to do that. She's like, the cube is ours. And you should also put it on when she says, we are Borg. So go back yep. to the episode and find that moment. And do the it. We are Borg. Yep. Yep. And but don't don't they the have to go get poor, some more Borg? Poor, poor sweet Elnor is standing there and he's like, so are you what? Going to assimilate me? And <laughs> Seven's like, no, Annika has work to do. Annika, <laughs> is, 
sevens, like non bark Real babe. And then she detaches, like, from the... Yeah, she unhooks herself from the cube. They go... All the things, Matrix style. But but uh, you get the sense that she is still connected to the board ship, no. yeah? Because then she's <gasps> like, oh, she's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> I got I got problems to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> then they'll flash to the La Serena, mm-hmm. and they get to the warped coil, and they do the thing to open it up. They shoot through it. And then Narek's ship shoots through it, too. Oh, he was following them all along. Yep, or he found them somehow. And that's the end of the show. That's the end of the episode. That was the I, last have a, I have a couple more. I have a couple of things to say about that last scene with okay. Picard and Rios. So Picard and Rios. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picard they have their Rios conversation. are alone on the bridge. And Picard is talking about how he remembers when he was an ensign and he was all alone on the bridge of the ship that he was working on. And he felt like he was the only person in the galaxy, like just being alone on the bridge flying through space Mm. uh, was very emotional for him. Then he tells Rios, I knew captain Vandermeer. Captain Vandermeer being the person that Rios worked for who killed himself. He's like, I knew Captain Vandermeer. I didn't know him well, but I knew I had met him a couple of times. And the reason I knew him is because he was the first officer back in the day for a friend of mine who I knew back at the Academy. Sean, did you catch this? I mean, I didn't, the the name, I don't know. I don't know the reference to the name. So Picard Picard says, your friend, Captain Vandermeer, used to be the first officer on the ship of my friend, uh, who I was in the academy with, named Marta Batanides. Marta Batanides is a callback to an episode called Tapestry, where Picard dies and goes back in time and meets Q and Q gives him the opportunity to like change his life. So Picard is like, well, I'm going to change my life and I won't do this thing that uh, got me in trouble when I was back. Why he's got a fake heart. It's the reason he has a fake heart. Right. Mm -hmm. So the, the girl in that episode who is, the girl that Picard knew when he was young, her, that was Mark, Marta Martini. Uh, that was a huge okay. callback. Wow. To That's a, cool. That was a deep cut to yeah. an old school episode. Well, that's a big episode too. Like that's a classic yeah. next generation episode. So Picard's like, I knew her and she was your friend's captain. Then Picard gets to give a very, classically Picardy speech because Rios is like, why are we even doing this? This sucks. <laughs> and Picard gets to give this great speech. I mean, Patrick Stewart, what a fucking superstar, you know? So great. 
he gets to give this great speech where he's like, we have to be better than this. We can't, we can't let what's happened define us. We have to be stronger and better and use our, use our morals and our ethics. Mm. And it's, it's great. I'm not doing a good job at all yeah. of describing it, but go watch it. Go watch the last five minutes of this episode and mm. watch Patrick Stewart break your heart because he's so good. Mm. And he makes you believe in a world that we do not live in right now. Right. <laughs> well, but that we can fight for. Yeah. You have to fight for it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of his yep. point, too, is that you have to fight for it. It's not easy. You can't, you just, fight you can't for just hope for it. You have to mm-hmm. fight for it. It's beautiful. It, this is a terrific <laughs> episode. Terrific. Yep. Yep. Soji comes but, onto the bridge. She's like, we're here. And she pulls out the compass that um, Riker and Troy's daughter Kestra oh, yeah. gave her last week. She pulls out the compass and she holds it up and it is pointing true north. So oh, you no. know that they're going in the right direction. I thought compasses work on a, like a magnetic field. And what it's magnetic a, field it's is a, a ship giving off? It's oh. a metaphor. Okay. It's a metaphor. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna... They're on the right track. Man. Yeah. Second star to the right and straight on tell more. Exactly. You got it. Mm-hmm. Do you know that they quote that in Star Trek? Men? Mm-hmm. One of the movies, I think. Yeah, it's six. It's six, oh, is yeah. it Kirk? What Kirk yeah. says the end of six. The very end of six. Well, we'll get there eventually. A couple <laughs> years. Two, three years. Sunday, not Sunday. Someday. No, I said someday. Someday. <laughs> someday. Someday. Oh. someday. Yes. Wow. Well, that was a lot that they packed into that episode. I cannot imagine two more episodes and they're going to wrap this up. Jeez, they are going to have to squeeze in a lot. I feel. And when they flew off, you see, you saw another ship fly. Yeah, off. it's, it's Narek. It's, it's got to be Narek, right? Yep. Like, yeah. Yep, yep. Pretty sure it's supposed to be Narek's ship. So <laughs> they're going to all get there well before the Romulans, but. He's going to yeah. be there too. So, which side is he going to choose? Is uh, he going to choose Soji? Oh, I, I so don't the- care. I hope it's. Not, <laughs> I hope it's not a. Twist. Oh, we we really love each other. Like uh-huh. story. Like he's been horrible to her. Right. If, it, right, if right. this turns into a. Oh, we really loved Eric each other all story. along. Like, yeah. fuck that. That's, yeah. that's, you know what that tells me? That tells me there are no women on the writing side <laughs> of this yeah. television program. And I cannot believe that, that they would allow that. I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, it makes a lot well, of sense. Well, we know that that's not true because there have been women who have episodes. Mm-hmm. So. I'm just saying, I don't want, this should not be a love story I, I about so. Soji and Nera. I, I, I would agree with you, absolutely. Mm-hmm. They should not. She should not forgive him no matter what he does. There should not be any redemption yeah. for Nera. Agree. This storyline. My question before we go. How many deep spaces are there? Do we know? 
No, we don't. Well, there's at least 12. 12? At least 12. 12. Follow-up question. What's happening on Deep Space 69, huh? Hmm? Well, hmm? is there a porno out? Yes, whatever your question is, Matt, yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) You know, is there a porn parody of Deep Space Nine called Deep Space 69 yet? There is. 100 Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to go. I know what I'm doing with my night tonight. Or my next five minutes. It's very interracial. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> and deep. Well, that's all the questions I have. Well, on that note. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just Googled minutes. how many deep space stations are there. Uh-huh. Well, it depends on whether they're named or not. But uh-huh. uh, at least 13, it seems uh-huh. like. Ooh, I wouldn't want to be on the thirteenth one. You know, they they have uh, they don't put in floor thirteen for a reason. Oh, for and they we're we're recording this on Friday the thirteenth. Oh, and we may play the jingle. We may never see each other again if we're Jacob. You play put in (laughs) after I said Friday the thirteenth. Put in some Friday the (laughs) thirteenth. Song jingle, are you talking about? That's never just, been a jingle, he's just adding more. Oh, that's the, the Friday the 13th movie, yeah. The Jason, the theme song, the Jason jingle. Okay, mm-hmm. Jason jingle. Well, we don't need to stretch it any longer, guys. We're doing yeah, very well on content here. What an episode, you guys! Sign us out, Matt. sign us out. Oh, Thank you so much for listening to Inside Picard, Yay. episode eight. You can also listen to Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast, on all of your podcatching apps. You can follow the show on Instagram at Warped the Podcast, on Twitter at Warped. Oh shit! What <laughs> Warped Trek? At Warped Trek. Warped Trek. Trek. You can follow me. You're falling apart too, Matt. I'm I'm fine. How dare you? <laughs> you can follow me at Hostwarped. You can follow Min and our D&D and Call of Cthulhu live play podcast at Wet Maynard. And you can follow us next week when we will be back for another episode of Inside Picard. Until then, my name is Matt. I'm Sean. And I'm Minwin. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.